Coffee Break, where Helena comes to talk. Welcome into Coffee Break. My name is Troy Shockley. Thanks for hanging out with us this morning. Coffee Break is brought to you by Versant Real Estate Group. If you have a property that fits the needs of their buyers, call David at Versant, 459-8565. And we're kicking off the show today uh, with Lieutenant Larry Irwin with the Montana Highway Patrol. Man, I appreciate you coming in today. You braved some, uh, we, we actually got some winter winter driving conditions out there this morning. Right here at the last of of hopefully the last of winter in March. We're right, right. We're going to get some of the most serious snow we've had this winter. So. Yeah, I mean, hopefully you, uh, your crew's not too busy out there today, though I, uh, odds probably against us there, right? It Well, there'll, there'll always be a few, but I'm, I'm hopeful that since we're going through the winter up to this point, people are pretty cautious and uh, knowing that the roads are going to be a little bit different this morning and they're, they're going to be extra alert and that that's most of the battle right there yeah yeah there, there are but there are i mean i i i can just say it there are going to be some slide offs out there because it just it happens so as always people need to be aware of any first responders if there's any kind of accident or incident uh, on on the roads out there these men and women are all putting themselves in danger out there when they're on the sides of the roads and uh, that it's got to be a scary situation because you, you almost have to have split um, focus. You, you got to focus on the situation, but you, you, every car that's coming your way, I mean, it, it's a potential missile coming at you. That's exactly right. So we got to drive for the other guy a little bit as well, but uh, keep it in control of our vehicle, our vehicles safe and, and ready for the road and under these conditions where we do ourselves a big favor. Yeah. Uh, we're talking this morning on Coffee Break with uh, Lieutenant Irwin with the Montana Highway Patrol. And uh, that's what they do for us. They're out there looking out for our safety and our well-being. And uh, he is, well, I say he, you're not the only guy. The Highway Patrol as a whole is looking for uh, people that, uh, well, that sort of thing appeals to. We're, we're recruiting right now. Yes, sir. Uh, both for uh, troopers, which is very common. Uh, twice a year we we. Uh, recruit for new trooper applicants, and uh, we fill vacancies that occur within the Highway Patrol, mostly through retirement and uh, planned planned uh, departure from the organization. Mm-hmm. Um, at our size, at about 256 sworn troopers, um, you have to replace a lot of people every year, you know, 16 to 20 people perhaps. So uh, we are on, a, on another recruiting trip between now and April 24 to accept applications for trooper positions statewide. Uh, we're emphasizing uh, lately uh, in the last couple of evolutions for recruiting that uh, tell us where you want to live and work because that's often a obstacle for people that they don't want to sign up for highway patrol because uh, they'll send you to someplace you may not want to go. Well, it's more of a negotiable topic now, and we can entertain those those um, desires on the part of applicants uh, if they are the qualified uh, people that we are looking for. Okay, yeah, that that's was going to be one of my questions. Is you know, assuming you get through, you know, you, you go, you graduate, and then it's okay, you go here, you go here. You actually have a little bit of you know, so maybe if, if folks want to. Um, if they say billings, maybe even if they don't get billings, some, some way to say, well, let's give you Eastern Montana or, you know, it sounds like there's a little bit of, uh, you can work with that, which is nice. That's exactly right. Um, 
we have uh, a fair need actually in Billings, and so it, as many people as would like to come, <laughs> they can go. probably go out to Billings. I'm a Billings kid. It's not all that bad. It's it's. I mean, it's it's not Western Montana, but Billings is not that bad. Um, we're talking with uh, Lieutenant Irwin with the Highway Patrol this morning. They're recruiting um, for troopers and for uh, dispatchers. That's something that I don't think you and I have talked about before. Is recruiting for a dispatcher? We haven't uh, discussed that. It it's a more subtle and. Uh, uh, maybe slightly infrequent. It doesn't command the same numbers that when we're talking about troopers. But uh, dispatchers are a critical uh, link in our chain of first responders. In fact, they're the first on scene, even though they're mm-hmm. not on scene. Yeah. Because they're taking that call and they're helping the public directly uh, through the phone and then getting resources assigned and directed to the scene through the radio uh, we have number of vacancies um, the the job comes with the full state uh, benefit package as you might expect and starts at 1894 an hour um, there's three shifts that we run out there uh, our dispatch centers located at Fort Harrison um, Nice, secure environment, professional environment, lots of technology. Uh, We find that uh, people that like technology uh, are attracted to this job. If they like uh, working uh, with multiple facets at the same time, that can also appeal to many people about this job because there's at times you are tracking a great number of things. Um, we provide all the training necessary to succeed and ongoing training as their career progresses. Uh, we think of it very much as a career and a, a long-term uh, employment venture if, if that's what people want. Yeah, and that, I mean, as you said, vitally important. I mean, those dispatchers are um, – if there if there's one key unit in this whole thing, I mean, if, if the dispatcher's not there, the, the whole thing falls apart. That's exactly right. Uh, then then we're at random. We're back in 1935 when our troopers were assigned a route, and they would call. They would go to the next sheriff's office, you know, the neighboring town, the neighboring county, and they would call in and see if there was anything happening and, and yeah. see if am I supposed to go somewhere? And if not, it was just luck of yeah. driving up on stuff. And we drive up on a fair amount of um, crashes and other needs, and I, I'm grateful for that, and I hope the citizens are too, that I'm sure they're when they're the recep- receiving that mm-hmm. service, they're yeah. going, I wish somebody would show up right now and hear what they do. It's just like, but it's suggesting a little bit of divine intervention there. <laughs> It's right. much better. If we so, have so for dispatchers, I mean, if, um, if, if somebody's interested in that job, what do they need to do? You can uh, go to our, there's a number of avenues, but there's more information on the Montana Highway Patrol website. So you just would uh, do an internet search on Montana Highway Patrol recruitment, and uh, you'll see both of the job openings for trooper and dispatcher that are listed there. Just keep looking. And uh, through the Department of Labor uh, job service, uh, those jobs are listed there, and that's where you begin your application process. Um and all the instructions are there. It's we we've got it pretty well lined out. And so that's the same thing for for troopers. Uh, but you have to go through. I, I suppose both are, are going to end up going through 
um, a training, but troopers, you're actually going to have to go through. A, is it a more extensive training? I would imagine. Yes, uh, for folks off the street that are entering law enforcement for the first time, it'll it'll be an extensive process to get through selection. But then the training will be 23 weeks, um, both at uh, Montana Law Enforcement Academy for the basic law enforcement officer course, and then later for the Montana Highway Patrol Advanced Academy. And then you go on to field training when you're assigned, you're sworn in and you're assigned to another officer that will help you apply what you've learned on the job uh, somewhere in Montana. And then you'll be given your initial uh, station assignment. And there is pay during that training, if I recall correctly. So you're not just going, well, I'd be interested in this, but I don't know if I can make it for 23 weeks without a paycheck. Oh, yeah, no, that's uh, we take care of our people that way. Uh, all during the time that you're in uh, training, we take care of your lodging and meals uh, while you're at the academy, and you get paid um, in the neighborhood of $19 an hour uh, for that time that you're a trainee. Then later on, when you're sworn in as a trooper, it's the starting salary is twenty four thirty two. Yeah, it's a it, it's a good paying job. We we probably don't pay you enough. We we certainly don't pay you enough. But I I think there's there's probably many people who don't realize that the highway patrol is made up of people who came into the highway patrol from a wide array of previous professions. I think we see that and go, okay, well, they went to, you know, they got out of high school or college. They went into the academy. You're pulling in also, I mean, from, from teachers to artists and musicians to whoever, right? I mean, that's not important where you came from necessarily. That's so true. It's so true. And if you catch any of the radio ads, that we that we produce with this company's help, uh, you'll see that we have business owners, we have teachers, we have people that uh, were in previous military experience, maybe related to law enforcement, but maybe not. Uh, and then j- just about anything else that you can imagine. We had a, a documentary producer. He he produced uh, videos and documentaries, and he, he came to. The Montana Highway Patrol, and we're using some of those skills when we can. Um, there's just uh, truck drivers and retailers. Just I, I can't go on and on enough yeah. about the diversity of the the personnel that we have. Which I, I would imagine strengthens this group because you're you're bringing in those different life experiences and different life skills and and learned and natural abilities those all come together in one unit that that does nothing but make it stronger that's exactly right we we take that opinion very strongly that not only uh, from the diversity of work experience that people bring when they come to the highway patrol trooper or dispatcher position but also the the gender uh bringing men and women to solve problems gives you completely um, different dynamics to look at problems and how are we going to solve them and what kind of strengths do we have when we have a small team of uh, men, women, minorities uh, that, that can speak to what their life experiences are and they bring that forward to help us solve problems uh, when we're dealing with the Montana Highway Patrol. Yeah. Lieutenant Larry Irwin with the Montana Highway Patrol. We've got a few more minutes left with him this morning, and they're working on uh, recruiting a new class, both for, for troopers and, and dispatchers. They're looking for a few dispatchers as well. And what what are the dates here, Larry? Like, what, what do we need to know there? 
on the trooper selection, we're open now, and we're going to run those applications and accept applications through April 24. And uh, there, there is a finite uh, piece there. We don't just leave it open, and there, there's a backstory to that. But basically, April 24. So if your uh, members of the public are interested in applying for the job, they should uh, check out the details at the Highway Patrol website or at the job service listing that talks about the job and the duties and uh, begin the application process, a resume, cover letter that is is required to initially put your hat in the ring. On the dispatcher, we are going to leave that open until filled. We have a number, a few vacancies out there, and we're just going to keep it open and keep talking to people and running our selection process continuously for dispatchers until we we get those vacancies filled. Yeah, so recruitment going on right now. If you're interested in that dispatcher position, that's until uh, filled. So don't wait because next week it might be filled. Go, go ahead and, and, and get that in there. And, uh, you know, if you want to get in on being a trooper, there is some there is some work involved. You got, you got to take care of that resume and the letter. Follow the directions. That, that's step number one. Make sure you give them everything that they're asking for. Otherwise, you're not making it to step two, are you? Well, that's correct. Uh, we People can struggle with the selection process um, because of the detail. But if you read and understand the instructions – uh, ask a question if you if you we have staff available to help and uh, we will help applicants get through it but the detail matter um, it's so they uh, there's a number of people will get eliminated from the selection process uh, of their own doing because they just didn't pay attention to you needed a cover letter i i don't remember seeing that and well try again next time and yeah and yeah. you know we'll go there it, it's a dangerous job. I mean, there's no way to avoid or ignore that, but it's obviously uh, a vitally important job, and I would expect, um, in, in many ways, very rewarding as well. I mean, this is more than just cashing a paycheck. To me, it is, and, and I've, I've been with the patrol for 29 years. It's been an honor to serve people more lately than ever in my career are walking up to me if in my, I'm in uniform pumping gas into the patrol unit or something, and they'll walk over deliberately and talk to me and say, thank you for your service. And and I, I feel a little embarrassed because uh, I feel like it's been an honor to do the job these years. I, I wouldn't say I'd do it for free, uh, but I remember the feelings when I was young that I could not wait to go to work. I just... Uh, I thought it was almost a punishment. They made me take days off. I just, well, just let me work. <laughs> so I do remember those days, and it's that kind of excitement that um, applicants will find when they're well-matched with this job. And the the money is uh, fair, and I, I'm not complaining a bit. Uh, 24 32 an hour is a pretty good wage for Montana. I... I'm not ashamed of that. Um, it's I've been treated so well, and the rewards of the job exceed what the money part of it is. Yeah. It's, uh, when you know that you made a difference in someone's life, um, and it could be a very simple thing, like you, you stop a motorist, and it's a mom with some kids, and the day may not have been going so well. 
and you can add a little bit of peace and harmony to this by getting refocused. Let's do this safely. Let's go on down the road and and uh, maybe add a little bit of humor into that little family's uh, life that makes them get there safer mm-hmm. and hopefully just improves their life. And I, I find that rewarding. And I think uh, all of the troopers that I have ever interviewed or participated in, bringing them on the highway patrol, that is a motivating factor commonly. Yeah. Lieutenant Larry Irwin with the Montana Highway Patrol. They're recruiting for troopers and dispatchers. So uh, go on, get on the Google machine. That's your first uh, That's that's your first test is uh, see if you can find that job listing. I know you can do it. It's not that hard. They're not hiding it. Get on there, look it up, and uh, join Larry and the Montana Highway Patrol. Uh, Lieutenant, thanks for coming in this morning. Thank you, sir. Appreciate the opportunity to, to stick around. We're talking Helena Hot Shots coming up after this. I just wanted to step away from the show for a few seconds to tell you that if you miss an episode, you can always catch up. We're on iTunes, so find our show there or swing by coffeebreak959.podbean.com. Local and area events, city, state, and national officials, your neighbors doing incredible things. We talk to them all on Coffee Break, where Helena comes to talk. In today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, we deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across Montana. Ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com security. Welcome back into Coffee Break. It's brought to you by Versant Real Estate Group. Finding the perfect buyer for your home doesn't have to be daunting. Call David at Versant, 459-8565. And we're finishing our show today chatting with John McDunn. We're talking about the Helena Hot Shots. John, thanks for taking time this morning. Thank you. I appreciate you putting me on. Yeah. First off, I suppose, can you introduce yourself a little bit to the listeners? Let them know who you are and what is it you do? Okay, I'm, I'm John McDunn. I'm the the head coach for the Helena Hotshots uh, Clay Target Shooting Program. Uh, it's a youth and, and young adult shooting program that uh, that we run out at the Trap Club. Okay, yeah, and it's uh, it, you say youth and young adult because it's it's a pretty wide range. It, it goes up to to college age, right? Yes, it does. Goes from basically there isn't the bottom age, but we like to say fifth grade through. Uh, high, through college. Okay. But most of my kids are fifth grade through high school. Okay. Well, and this has been around for some time now. Uh, Helena sent a, a team to nationals several times. This is this is not a new yes. not a new team here in town. No, it's been around twenty years plus now. It was first started by Russ Watnam at the Trap Club, um, and then we've continued to grow it uh, as we can over the last several years. Although, as with most people, COVID hit us pretty hard last year, mm-hmm. um, and we're kind of in a rebuilding phase now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as I said, sent a few teams to nationals, and I think uh, we, we've had a national yep. champion, haven't we? Yeah. My daughter was a national champion when she was 12 when we went in 2011. Uh, she was a 12 and under uh, national champion. Yeah. That... And then she went on to be the all-around lady state champion when she was 18. Um, she's now in college, just getting ready to graduate. Shooting's going to become something 
in the window for a couple of years until she can get her career settled and then sure. I'm sure she'll get back into shooting again. Yeah. John McDonough with the Helena Hotshots, our guest to finish up coffee break. And uh, you mentioned COVID. I mean, we're looking at socially distanced activities in the, this world that we're in right now, at least for now. This is certainly something that kind of fit that bill. It does fit it quite well because it's easy to maintain our social distance and everything can be outside. So it does fit the bill really well. Um, it, uh, we just like to, we're just hoping we could get some more kids to come in and enjoy the sport with us. Yeah. It's, I mean, what uh, is it about this that, the, that, that draws kids in? I mean, it, obviously the shooting is there, but it's not all just about the shooting. I would guess there's lots of skills and no, lessons here. I, you bet. It's, it's about raising kids, the classic clay partner program The you know, it's about integrity and, and, and sportsmanship and all those things that go along with being a team sport. Um, it is kind of an individual. It's a lot like wrestling in that manner, where the sport is somewhat individual, but we do work as a team and have team score. Yeah. So, so explain to people that are maybe unfamiliar with uh, with, with differences. Uh, we've got trap, we've got skeet, we got clays. What what are we doing here? We're doing all three. We actually uh, do all three. We used to do uh, skeet, but we don't have a skeet field to practice at anymore. But we do still do trap and sporting clays and skeet a little bit. Um, so it's those three, three things where a trap is something that's always out in front of you and skeet, if anybody's ever shot, it's a much faster and closer game, um, with targets coming in and coming and outgoing. And then sporting clays is, you know, it tries to mimic, uh, uh, upland game hunting as closely as it can. So you've got incomers and outgoers and. It's, I suppose that's the one that people are more familiar that. with, right? Because they've seen it on TV shows or movies or, you know, anytime we see shooting, typically it's uh, folks are shooting at clays. Yeah. Yeah. We don't see much trap on TV, but it's actually the most popular because they have a league and everything here. So most of the kids, we start them off shooting trap. That's the easiest thing to teach them. And then move into skeet and sporting clays after that. Okay. John McDonough with the Helena Hot Shots, our guest on Coffee Break this morning, and you are getting ready to start a new season. What's going on there? Is it, uh, In April is when you're going to kick this thing off. Yeah, we're, we have our signups are going to be April 1st at 7 p.m. at the Trap Club, and then our first practice will be the following Tuesday, April 6th at the Trap Club at about 6.30 Six, six o'clock. We'll probably start about six o'clock. Okay. And once once we know how many kids we have and how long it'll take, we usually back that up to six thirty. It's just at first there's a lot of kids sometimes to get through, especially new kids. So we have to handle the ammunition and be much more safe when the new new the mm. younger kids come on board. So what experience so, do these kids need to have? What equipment do they need to have? Well, you know, they don't really have to come up with much. With they don't have a shotgun. We can usually find them one to use, and that's what I would suggest that most families do. Um, don't go out and buy a gun right away because you don't really know what to buy. and You know, they're going to grow out of it. and uh, the, the first guns they get usually aren't what they want to end up with. So it, that, there isn't much else to it. Um, if they just show up, we can get them shooting within a couple weeks and uh, having some fun. Yeah. So, so what's the cost here then? If there's not, I mean, obviously, you know, if, if they're going to, you're going to help them track down a, a shotgun to use to start, I, I guess you're just down to, to ammunition and targets then, or really the only cost yeah. involved? Yeah, that's right. So uh, 
if I got a couple minutes, I'll go over my. Mm-hmm. I, I have yeah, a, we got about uh, have two and a half minutes. I got an endowment through Midway USA that has one hundred ninety thousand dollars in it, but I can take five percent a year off forever. So I get about uh, eighty some eight thousand dollars or a little more right now every year, and I use that money to pay for the kids' targets and all of their entry fees into all the tournaments. And if there's enough money left over, I pay for shells for the for the tournaments. All they have to come up with is shells for practice. I cover the practice targets and all their entry fees. So they yeah, just got to so, show up and and pay for some shells. Yeah, so lots of help available and, uh, you know, wide range of uh, age groups. I mean, this this is a good thing for a, a lot of people or could be a good thing for a lot of people. Um, once again, John, it's going to be out at the, uh, the the Trap Club is your sign-ups? Yes. Okay. And and when when are folks going to need to do that? They'll have to do it April 1st at 7 p.m. at the Trap Club. And then your first practice is the following week? April 6th. Yep, the following Tuesday, April 6th at 6 o'clock. And is that generally club. when you, I mean, is it like a once-a-week practice, or what? what is that set up? Yeah, like? it's twi- twice-a-week practice. We meet okay. uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays. So okay. It's twice a week. And hopefully we can... And it usually, it'll, go, it'll go until about, uh, usually until just after the, the second week of July, and then we're usually kind of done about that. Okay. Week. So you're you're looking at uh, you know a three a three month season or so and uh, lots of life lessons that can be learned out of this and kids can have fun. I mean this this is a a, a great um, a great thing. You know I I was never all that good at it, John. I'm okay with trap. I, I'm not good at clays. I don't know. I could never. I just never was able to do it. But uh, this this is a fun activity. It really is a whole lot of fun. And uh, so if people want to find out more, you have a Facebook page, don't you? Yes, we do. We it's Highland of Hot Shots, not to be confused with the firefighting team, uh, and so we have a Facebook page and we put out stuff on there when practices are. If they get canceled, what else is going on with the club at the time is on that Facebook page. Okay, yeah, this is a great thing for kids in our community to get involved in, and hopefully we uh, we build up a fantastic team and hopefully we go on to nationals and win some national titles here again uh, john yeah, yeah. Th- thanks so much for your time john i sure appreciate you and, and and appreciate the work you're doing in our community this is a it's a really cool thing yeah yeah it is it's i wanted to mention it's the fastest growing college sport in the nation right now there you go get your kids in they can pay for college yeah. we're all out of time we'll see you yeah. i'm troy shockley and that's it for coffee break today Be sure to check us out on iTunes, head on over, give us a review there. That's always much appreciated. Or swing by coffeebreak959.podbean.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you back here tomorrow.